0: This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, creators of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans. He has excellent taste in music.
1: Harmonious Gentlemen.
0: This is episode seven. We're deep into season two. And this is Harmonious Gentlemen, the podcast. My name's Chris. I'm Tyler. And I'm Graham. And this episode is being recorded in snowy lacombe. Mm.
2: Depressing. Well, it is is early. Yeah. Yeah. But at least it's cold. Are you guys with me where I didn't quite get the leaves cleaned up and and the snow came now? You know? Yeah. The sweet part of living in a new part of town is there's
0: no trees. So my neighbor (laughs) has a four foot poplar and some of those leaves are on
2: my yard. Okay. Yeah. I had had a nice
3: big pile of leaves and then it snowed and i was like oh too bad and then it <laughs> melted yeah. and then i had a big pile of leaves again yeah now they're and i was just please snow today just cover that pile up oh. then, yeah. so yeah
2: so um it's been a little while you guys yeah it's good to see you again um yeah. maybe we'll just start talking with some feedback from last time we talked about evolution um had some really good feedback we had one great email from our friend peter who maybe we'll read that another time um because we we are going to do a follow up episode at some point that maybe he'll join us on so we'll save that but but we appreciate the email teaser feedback. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, Peter, um, I got another email that I want to share from uh, my sister-in-law. Um, so my, my brother and wife were listening to us on a, on a road trip, and uh, and it says Kurt and I were driving all day yesterday and listened to most of all the podcasts, and we love them. Ooh. Now the key here is three exclamation points. That is big. Now yes. as an English teacher, Tyler, what does that mean? It means really, really.
3: Really likes it. Loves it, actually. She uses love as the adjective. Oh,
2: okay. Yeah. That's what an adjective. Okay. Uh, Actually, that was... (laughs) Wait, is that an adjective? (laughs) It's not an adjective. Okay. (laughs) Not at all. We love hearing both sides of the coin on different subjects, and we feel like we got that. And the topics were all very interesting. We'd love to hear your take on Trump. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. Clearly, she's overusing love. What Does she have exclamation mark after ha, ha, ha? Uh, No, just a period.
3: That means she doesn't want us to. (laughs) Okay.
2: Then she wrote kidding. So I think that's more of an indication. (laughs) Don't want to get Graham started. Right. And then she gives us some other great ideas for episodes that we won't share right now because we won't use some of them. But uh, thanks a lot for the email. That's fantastic. Mm -hmm. When family starts listening, I get excited. That's awesome. I was going to say, I thought it was a huge
0: mistake. You mentioned that they were your family because my feedback is also from my mother-in-law who said she crafted an email but then decided to tell me in person. She also listened to the evolution uh, topic and liked that we were able to approach it in a way that wasn't offensive but started a conversation yeah Um, there were parts she was critical of and if you know her that's a big deal that she shared that Mm. my father-in-law and I laughed (laughs) heartily but it was really good good to hear that she was listening yeah and she had a question and it it turned into a really great discussion
2: awesome Mm -hmm. good isn't that exactly what we want to hear yeah totally Uh,
3: totally I'm excited for the day when we get more emails from non family members and family members
2: (laughs) We're we're probably at about half and half right now. Yeah, though, we okay? are. Yeah. And that's I'm okay with that ratio. I'm yeah. all right with that. That's good. Yeah. yeah. But keep them coming. We know we, we mentioned last time if you want to suggest a topic, uh send a haiku our way. Um we didn't get right? a single haiku. We did not get a single one. No.
0: No. I will now express my disappointment in a haiku. Mm-hmm. No. No, I, no. <laughs> I can't think of it.
2: Hey Tyler. All right.
3: What yep. are we talking about today? We're gonna talk about um sports. A topic that I'm really excited about. I love sports. Um yeah, yeah but we'll we'll save we'll just leave it at that for now okay? because we've got to get to some recommendations.
2: Ooh, good. I need I need some new ideas for just my life, guys. Like I bet you a nickel you haven't heard of the thing I'm going to recommend. Awesome. Mm. I am starting to get sick of ramen, so let's <laughs> let's talk about something else. All right. <laughs> All right, guys. Um I think maybe your recommendations are sports related? But mine's not. Oh. So let's just start with that. Um, it's a book. Um when I was in college, I got really into Kurt Vonnegut and thought I was like so yeah. smart for doing it, right? <laughs> like yeah. I can get this. I'm so <laughs> clever. I mean he's a good writer for sure, but I haven't read his stuff for a long time. And I just kind of went to the bookshelf the other day and grabbed uh the book Galapagos. Mm-hmm. It's not one of his more well-known ones, like Cat's Cradle. Um, but it's awesome. And actually is a really nice um, continuation of our evolution talk because it's kind of based around um, humanity kind of kills itself in, in war and famine, but then a new life. There's a boat that lands on the Galapagos Islands and then that's where life starts over for humans. Oh, cool. But it's written in the perspective of a million years in the future. Okay. It's really hmm. cool. But, you know, Kurt Vonnegut, really funny satire. Um, okay. I've never read Vonnegut, but okay. obviously you've heard yeah. his name He's, He's always the same kind of slaughterhouse five is yeah that that's yeah. His oh. sort of most well-known Okay, maybe yeah. i have read that. yeah and that's yeah. a great book yeah yeah i mean i th- you have to kind of like the style right it's it's kind of different but um it's re- i think i think it's really funny like i laugh a lot out loud when i'm reading it and um yeah. this book is funny because it's tyler you're, you're an english guy so what's the part in the beginning of the book <laughs> i've already proven that yeah i just want to keep making sure okay <laughs> <laughs> we can edit that first part out so just <laughs> go with it I'm reminding. Um, the, In a book, the beginning, like that sets everything up. Yeah. What'd you call that? Exposition. Yeah, exposition. I feel like this book is all exposition. Like you keep okay. waiting for the actual story to tell, but everything is set up, but it's done with details mm. of what's going to happen that by the time you're through the book, it's like, I've already been told the story, but through yeah. exposition. So I don't know if that hmm. sounds interesting or not. Maybe it sounds like <laughs> a terrible way to write, but I feel like that's the way the book is written and it's really unique. So Galapagos. Cool. Galapagos. Galapagos. Yeah. By the way, who's got my... Uh, Chicago book. I really like no, my that dad, I think. Oh, okay, cool. <clears throat> so Rob, yeah, bring that book if back. You're yeah, please. I really <laughs> miss.
0: There's it. There's a long line of people who want to read it. Yeah.
3: Right. All right. Thanks for a good book
0: recommendation. Do you lend out your books? Since yeah, yeah, I'm. I, I just finished the last Chicago night. book. Still out there. Well, yeah. But I mean, do you have to wait till that comes back before you lend another one out?
2: No, no, no. Okay. First come, first serve for Galapagos. That includes listeners. Come see me. All Ooh. right. Wow.
3: All right, for my recommendation, I'm going to recommend Blind Man River Session Ale from Blind Man Brewing, and I'm actually going to read the description they have on the can because it's really well written. And he knows how to do words. I do know how to read. (laughs) (laughs) All right, featuring an intense dry hop aroma Mm. and delicious hop taste with muted bitterness, it finishes dry and leaves us wanting another. It's a beer we can hand to friends knowing they'll dig it. It's a style we keep coming back to, no matter where our tastes may wander. Mm. So I'm going to connect this to sports a little bit. This Session Ale, my hockey team, um, we enjoy this after every game. And it's as good as it's described on the can. Nice. Mm.
0: Great description. Also, the artwork on the can. That is my favorite can they have. Yeah. Yeah. They have some cool cool. cans, but that's that's their best. Yeah. I totally agree about the bitterness, too. Muted bitterness. Mm-hmm. Mm. Chris, uh, what do you got? Well, my recommendation is also a book, and it's a sports book. It's called How Soccer Explains the World. And the tagline is an unlikely theory of globalization. So maybe oh, it nice. would be good with Social 20 uh, or 10? 10. 10. 10. Uh, Franklin Four is the author, F-O-E-R. Uh, he's an American uh, journalist. And basically, he kind of takes the reader through stadiums around the world and then connects uh, the sport of soccer to tribalism and nationalism and globalization. And it's it's a really interesting wow. read. It's nonfiction, mm-hmm. obviously. But um, yeah, it's worth checking out. Cool. I definitely yeah. have it and I'm happy to lend it also.
2: Maybe a tradesies is in order. Tradesies. Yeah. Sorry, Ty. <laughs> Awesome. That's okay. And also, can you lend us a beer? (laughs) (laughs) All right, cool. Um, Hey, by the way, wouldn't it be cool if we had a recommendation from a listener? Mm hmm. Mm -hmm. Just saying. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay, thanks, guys. That was good. Two books and a beer. Hey. there Two books and a beer. All right, Tyler, you're going to have to explain after the break here um, our topic today, sports, a little bit deeper, what we're going to be doing. All right? Sure. You're the architect here. I'll think about it. Okay. And we'll be right back.
3: All right, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to be talking about sports. Um, we are three of the biggest jocks <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you'll ever meet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we mm-hmm. want to make this episode accessible to everyone, whether you're a sports fan or not. That's true. So we're not going to get too deep into um, Connor McDavid's projected stats for this season. Also. Yeah. Um, although we could, but let's maybe save that. Let's further. not do that. Bonus content. On. I, I'll actually never want to do that with you guys. So, <laughs> come on. um, so we'll keep it fairly general and we'll try to address, um, sports related topics and, and relate it to society. Yeah. Um, but first we'll give kind of our own context or experience with sports just so you guys can yeah. know where we're coming yeah. from. All right. So Chris, you want to start?
0: Sure. Um, the oldest brother in a group of four brothers and the old and the oldest dad i'm the father of four kids and sports is a huge part of i mean it doesn't have to be because it's a guy thing but because girls obviously play sports Uh, but sports was a huge part of our life growing up and i had kids young and they all played sports too so i played a lot of soccer and volleyball as a kid and cross country skiing And then got into, uh, with my own kids, hockey. They wanted to play first and then all the school sports and then pretty
2: competitively gymnastics and rugby and volleyball. You mentioned earlier that you had to wear a special outfit cross-country skiing. <laughs> at what level do you have to like necessitates that sort of yeah. skin-tight outfit? Like well, one- the skin-tight outfit came in at about age fourteen.
0: Okay, when mm-hmm. I was doing loppets. Boy, that's a hard enough age regular, as it is, <laughs> eh? And then you throw that in the mix. <laughs> oh, you definitely
2: stuff. Like okay, there's <laughs> <laughs> right. one extra mitten. Okay, is this your confession too here? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. That's- Pretty much. Sorry, I had to ask. No, um, good question. My my experiences were, like I, I didn't play a ton of sports, but always played soccer um, and always played basketball and uh, I love them both. Um, I wish I'd done more individual, sort of maybe tennis or things where, um, you know, where it wasn't, I, I love team games, but I think, they build different maybe Mm. skill sets or or temperaments. Maybe (laughs) Tyler's seen how I do on one-on-one sports and I'm not very good. Um, (laughs) I kind of get in my own head a little bit, right? Oh, it's so
3: fun. Yeah. It's not fun. Also
2: interesting how the one-on-one or the individual sports kind of are the ones that last past childhood and youth. That's true. Yeah, that's true. But uh, I always, I love sports. I, 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 I have great memories of playing. I think I got to travel to Vancouver when I was younger on some soccer team, some special soccer team. And, yeah, um, I never had to buy a skin-tight outfit for anything, but um, that yeah. aside, it was... Then did then you, you even go really far in, <laughs> I guess I didn't, yeah. And I, I think out of us three, I definitely <laughs> did not go very far in anything. Uh, so that's why. Um, I did wish I played hockey, though. I wish, you know, right. I, I wish I played hockey. Uh, I, I love watching hockey now. Um, and I hope that Harvey and June play sports. I, I'll encourage them to, for sure. Um, they can pick what they want to do, and I yeah. support them in that, for sure, yeah. Cool
3: like you guys, I grew up playing playing sports and I played as, as much as I could. Um, it was a really cool way to connect with my dad. That's just, I remember playing um, basketball in the backyard or street hockey and, and just learning a lot from him that way. And and then even as I grew up playing sports, it became a really good social social thing, a way to spend time with friends and make friends. And uh, yeah, some of my best friends were built that way. Mm-hmm. So Yeah sports and then of course being a fan that was also a big part of of growing up was cheering for uh, hockey teams or baseball teams or whatever and uh, camaraderie with other fans and and things like that really positive.
0: What I find interesting about when I think back to my time as an athlete, I can explain and justify, you know, the health benefits and the camaraderie, like you mentioned, um, the the benefits you get from being part of a team and learning from a coach. But then I think about, like, how to justify, like, being a fan or even logically, does it make sense? Like, why I cheer for the teams I cheer for? Right. I don't know what you think about that.
2: Well, I just think about um, some of my best times i can remember back in in university and and afterwards were just those game nights with friends like it it was not as much about the the hockey even though i love the hockey but it was i think inherent in just what we were doing that it was about the friendships so like but the fandom really helped that because you have a common goal and cause right and you cheer together and you take the loss together so does that strengthen
0: the fandom or did the fandom already exist and then it gets intertwined or it's yeah it's a real mix right yeah, separate that out.
2: I remember I watched uh, the game seven. It was a Canucks Stanley Cup final, but I was alone. Like I was in Kamloops. My friends weren't around. Heidi was busy, so I watched that alone. Right, it was a very different experience. Yeah. It, it felt it felt almost wrong to to be that invested in something.
0: Well, and then to not have the a person to share that sorrow with. Right, yeah. right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't in Vancouver Don't for the worry. actual riots. <laughs> Right. Jeez. Hey, yeah, yeah. but we're trying to talk Ooh. about the positive. Oh, yeah. sorry. Sports we'll come back. Side. But, but but with the friends it was amazing. Like yeah. amazing times. Yeah. So what's yeah. That like a moment in sports that you're like
0: you will always remember watching or being a part of?
3: Um well, when the Oilers made their big Stanley Cup push in 2006. Um I lived in Edmonton at the time. So oh, yeah. and they were uh, they kind of started the playoffs as uh, an underdog. I think they're eighth they see going to the playoffs, yeah. but then they made it all the way to the finals. And that was just, I was lit. like Graham, you mentioned some of your friends in university. That was my scenario too. So we were watching every game, celebrating wins and mm-hmm. um, consoling each other after losses. Yeah. And yeah. And it kind of brought the whole city, I think together, right? Like it's, it's not, if that's happening on a, like in the household level, living with your roommates, it's also happening as a city level. I remember walking around just giving high fives, To strangers wearing Oilers jerseys and... um, You've got a kinship kind of with those people. Right. right. Yeah, so it's a big part of uh, your identity, right? Like it kind of creates a collective identity. And even saying to another Oilers fan, talking about 2006 or... They know what you mean. Yeah, they know what you mean or...
2: Well, and there aren't many other things that would bring a city together like that. Like think about other collective experiences that a million people or more... Are all going through together um, over that period of time? Right. You know, politics kind of gets that sort of sense, but that gets a little more, div- you know, divisive in a city. But mm-hmm. there aren't many things that do that, really. Are yeah, that's
0: true. Like maybe war used to do that, and I think mm-hmm. maybe there's a, a parallel there where you know it's kind of the new nationalism, kind of or tribalism. I don't know what it would be in club right. sports, but yeah. um, you can see like where in the World Cup or in the Olympics yeah. where you get that patriotic vibe. You were in Vancouver, right? For the 2010 Olympics. Yeah. That um, must have been unbelievable.
2: That's one of my favorite memories, um, ever. I think yeah. we, we watched it with my wife and a bunch of other friends and then we watched the, uh, the golden goal, you right. know, and then we walked down downtown the streets and it was just this parade of happy, <laughs> you know, just yeah, this yeah. ridiculously joyful parade. Yeah. And yeah, what we're, what we're, what we're celebrating in, is it ultimately important? Does that matter? That's what's like, interesting. Because in that moment, yeah. it, we were all a community and we were just, it was such a joyful time. And I'd like to hear from our female listeners. Yeah. Do they have that same sense or is this a guy thing? I think what I'm talking about wasn't just a guy thing. Uh, my wife, who who is not really a sports fan, that was a wonderful day for her too. I mean, she got into the game, Yeah, but I mean, maybe in, ge- in general, I don't really know, but
3: yeah. Well, like you mentioned, like, I think there is a, an individual level of Fandom, right? Like just like I was before you guys got here, watching hockey by myself, right? Like yeah, right. that exists. But I think there are there are elements of sports that can draw in even like people who aren't interested in that part. Yeah, the they're interested in experience. the in the collective identity yeah. in the um, in the experience and having kind of a, something to cheer for, um, a distraction,
0: right? right? Yeah. Um, when I think of like in nine, just a few years ago we were together for the bat flip and if you right, yeah. Oh, yeah. remember that's right. that at you know a local establishment and just how excited that whole place was to yeah. to see that. You know and that's something that's happening 4000 kilometers away from us. Yeah. And we're pretty pumped
2: about it. And you and you know you can pick it apart. You can say he's not even Canadian. It's a billionaire that owns the team. Right. It's merchandise it's money, but for me, does that take away my community experience? Like in that moment, it did not. It just did not. And maybe for others who don't, who don't feel that way, that's fine. Cause when I take a step back and objectively look at what I was doing, it seems a little bit goofy. Yeah. Right. Right. But what's, what would uh, replace
3: it? Right. Like if, if we crave that um, belonging and we need that, or that's one of the things that pulls us together as sports. Mm -hmm. If, if
2: we, like for people who don't like sports, yeah. like where do they get that? Well, I think the internet has opened up a lot of different avenues for different kinds of groups of people who maybe couldn't find others like them in the past. Things like, you know, Comic-Con conventions or right. online gaming or, you know, whatever. Like there's, there's other things that I think have opened up because of the internet, but nothing quite as community-based maybe based as sports can be, if that makes sense like
0: local community based, right? There's probably like all kinds of research papers done on this these sorts of topics that we're talking about. I also wonder about like the collective losing experience of teams, like the Cleveland Browns this year who I don't follow the NFL, but I'm kind of interested in their story because they've just sucked for so long, like mm-hmm. decades. And, you know, they win like three games this year and their fans are going crazy. Also, being an Oilers fan is sort of like that. Like they have yeah. sucked for 20 years. And I keep saying, I'm not going to watch games next year. It's a waste of time. And then I get caught up in training camp and excited about the new season and a fresh start. And yeah, why? It's hard to explain.
2: Okay, guys, I just actually was just sitting here thinking, um, and I had a total change of heart. And I think sports are stupid. I just realized. What? Um, Oh, Yeah. Well, I was thinking, um, there are so many people out there who work so hard, and wages aren't always fair, and you got these guys who can run fast and catch a ball making 10, 20, 30 million bucks, mm-hmm. and I, it just dawned on me that that's just ridiculous, and it sends the wrong message to our kids, because they aspire to that, because that's where all the money is. Mm-hmm. They don't aspire to be thinkers, or to be you know, scientists, or problem solvers, or 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 helpers. I guess doctors right. do pretty well, but... <laughs> Overall, I think the the money it just it influences people in kind of a negative way, and the business of sport is just over overtaken the actual sport itself. So I you're, think. you're probably, are you talking like advertising and oh, like? Oh man, I'm getting mad about everything right now. <laughs> you really are. <laughs> oh come Steaming on, seriously, over there. like it's it's ridiculous. Like think about all the the lunch boxes and just the just the nonsense and just the yeah. oh the disgusting level of of these corporate <laughs> sponsors and oh eat a Snickers and oh. I'm just so mad I can't even express it. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, when was the
0: last time fifty thousand people watched a fireman put out a fire? Hey, man, put, that on, put, put a hundred dollars. Put that on TV, man, and see what happens. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, partly yeah. it's just a pure capitalism model, right? Like people mm-hmm. are paying for it. So what right. is a basketball player worth? Apparently, thirty million dollars a season if they're the best. Oh. Okay, no, you yeah. convinced me. I'm good.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. part of it. But also, right.
0: when kids aspire to sports, do you think they're aspiring to be the spoiled millionaire shortstop? That's stop? a or good question.
2: Are they I mean, aspiring to play a game that they loved playing growing up? I think a but little bit you, of both, I'd say. But do you think if, if they got paid, if NFL players got paid CFL money, would there be that much hmm. clawing and working to get to that point? No, but if if,
3: if people watch CFL football to the same level that they watch NFL football, they would would get paid. It would be worth that that much,
2: right? That's true. There is
0: an argument with some leagues that you know, hey, we should, we deserve to get paid. Like if if the CFL is arguing that, but if the CFL argued that, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you don't get the crowds, it's not, you're not getting the ad revenue. It just, it's it's economics. I don't right. That's not so like that. Shocking. So if
2: I'm upset, which I clearly am, you are. about the amount of money being spent on LeBron jams or whatever his name is. Like you're just saying it's that's you know you want to live in a in a capitalistic society. Well, get over it, Greg. People are well, paying for and it, and you don't right. need
3: to pay for it. Yeah, like it's true. So, so you, can, you should take off that Canucks jersey and just burn it. You can pirate oh, well, your my jersey Vancouver tonight.
0: Giants games on your <laughs> two thousand dollar laptop. Okay, right. good point, guys.
2: Is there any validity to that that argument?
0: Oh, like well, are they getting paid more than they should? For sure. And is yeah, yeah. is their contribution to society as valuable as other
3: things? I don't know. We've talked well, about we talked how, about the positive things they, they how bring. much we like sports. And yeah. they are like they are the the ones who are getting paid the the huge number, like the huge amounts, are the ones who are the best. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So like it's not like they're just people that's lays right. and around like they've worked hard they they've
2: if you're the best how much how, how much, what, does, how much does lucic of, make
3: guys i don't think he's okay but he's oh, still
0: kidding. in the league where Not. there's 600 players so he's, right. the, he's in the top he's in the top 600 of, of best thing he does
2: right okay
0: well he's I, at the bottom of the 600 <laughs> yeah don't come at me lucic yeah
3: You know what? I actually don't like sports anymore either. <laughs> oh, I think I, heard, I felt this like, coming. I think professional athletes just—they've got too much power. Mm. Like mm. LeBron James, like opening schools and mm-hmm. um, football players, like impacting politics. Yeah, mm. and like we call Connor McDavid McJesus, like that's blasphemous Sacrifice. Like we're we're putting too much into these athletes. Um, we invest too much hope in them. Um, we get inspired too easily by them and they're they I mean, just, just dribble the ball, (laughs) catch the ball, Mm. shoot the puck, do what you're being paid to do. Yeah. Don't try to change my mind about important issues. Yeah.
0: Well, I guess I, I kind of hate sports now too. I'm almost there, but I was just thinking, you know, we even use the word idle, like as Mm -hmm. if that's a positive thing. Like, these are our idols. Right. But when you're when you're thinking about people that are influencers, maybe it's the people that you spend time with or that you admire because of their ability in a certain area. So maybe that's part of the answer.
2: Well, I mean, the perseverance and work that it takes to make it in those leagues, like, it's pretty rare that you just stumble into it because of pure athletic ability. So there are attributes to admire about somebody who who pushes themselves to that level for sure
0: and it makes a difference too if you've tried the sport so in canada where most kids have played hockey maybe not organized but they've skated on a pond and shot a stick around you know how hard it is and for whatever percent that make the nhl yeah it's a big deal like those people Mm -hmm. become the people we look up to because they can do something that we can't the rest of us
2: can't so chris are you okay with um Kaepernick taking a knee, taking a political stance in a in a in a sports arena, um, is that is that an influence that you think is appropriate?
0: I find it weird when like maybe whether I agree with K- K- Kaepernick, 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 Kaepernick. Kaepernick. <laughs> or not, the fact that he has a platform that he's earned through his abilities and talents. I mean, he can do whatever he wants if it's not illegal or. Mm-hmm. I mean look they're always doing things that are immoral athletes it seems and we that doesn't seem to be a problem but when it gets political then we're offended Ooh. that's a little weird take
3: that Ty yeah I'm very offended
2: <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> at me or I've I? had some good conversations about that in particular the the, the kneeling thing um, yeah that, and I think I'm with you I, I think if you choose to be offended that's you have every right to be offended. Sure. Like, do it. Yeah. So then don't watch football so don't watch if it bugs you. I mean, the NFL yeah. is the most successful sports franchise in North America.
0: But to say that he doesn't have the right to do that, that's right.
3: like that's ludicrous in my
2: opinion. Right. Yeah. Do you,
3: like, I guess, do you have the right as a fan to sit down during an anthem? Yeah, you do. Sure you do. Sure. You have the right to. So he By the does way, why well?
0: are we singing the anthem at club events? Well, like, I can nother... see it at the Olympics, but like at an Oilers game, we're singing the anthem? I mean, I sing it with gusto. Yeah, right. but it is oh, you weird. Sing it beautifully, by the way. <laughs> Love your harmonies. <laughs>
1: Thank you. Yeah.
2: It is kind of a curious it's thing funny. that we do. Yeah. Yeah. Like it on a national level it makes sense, but at a I see it as just simply as a again, how many times do you gather with 20, 30,000 yeah. people? Okay. So here's your chance. Here's a here's a, a you know. Okay, so then
0: a game is already political. Right. So then for an athlete to to get
2: political right. makes sense. If you're going to if you're going to force that into the nationalism, into the game, then maybe that's, then you're saying it's, that's the arena then. it's Yeah. yeah. If it bugs you, like turn on the game, you know, after the coin toss. Yeah. It's, it's, it's part of it's like the age of outrage. Like you just, people, you get mad, right? You want to get mad, you get mad, you go on Twitter, you get mad, whatever. Yeah. Do people really care?
1: Yeah.
0: I've heard like, sometimes I do sort of lament the, like, why aren't our athletes more stand up, Integral guys, you know, sometimes right. that sort of bugs me. Like,
2: hey man, just be a Vancouver Canucks fan. <laughs> <laughs> you mean for the sedins uh, Stand up guys?
3: No. Those guys, yeah. Oh. Yeah. But that's not why, that's not how they get there, right? Like, you don't get to be the best NHL player by being a, a stand up guy. Oh, I know. I right? it's just so sort of me. We shouldn't expect off. that of those guys. Sure. Right.
0: And right. boy, oh boy, if you were 22, had all the money and talent and. Yeah opportunity in the world what kind of person would you be like
2: it's a wonder they stay they keep it together as well as they do (laughs) it's true you know what i mean they must have handlers because yeah yeah i think we've we've calmed tyler down a bit a little bit yeah Yeah. i think i think it's legitimate though i think for sure like can we take it too far of course we can yeah like of course we can remember lebron james goes moves cities and people are burning stuff in the streets Yeah, you know what i mean like yeah of course we can take it too far
0: the fact that Tyler stood through this whole segment, too, tells me something. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm just on the
3: edge of storming out here.
2: <laughs> well, and, like, you know, t- t- to be to be clear here, like, we're not mocking uh, that point of view, right? Like, we just thought it'd be cool to, int- you know, take these kinds of issues and have one of us argue it. But, like, <laughs> we're not making fun of, like, the idea no. at
0: all. If You know?
3: I think it's know. great that
0: people are talking about these kinds of things. and
3: Yeah. With the influence, like, social media has made a big difference, too, now. Like, even people who aren't really basketball fans know who lebron james are yeah right and hear his message and see what he's doing right and well and they have different platforms to get that message out there too and i guess i'm taking a different perspective like some of those messages are actually really good right right so i don't think just because they're an athlete we should take that away from them either right so i've I've kind of come around you're talking yourself out of it yeah Yeah. out of that position like they should if they have that I, like you guys said, we have the, the choice to choose who we're listening to and mm-hmm. interpret it and talk about it. And,
2: and we, can't, we can't discount the connection to celebrity in general. That's kind of taken over. There's and, a love for that. Right? I think there always has been. And it's completely connected to these superstars. They're celebrities in the same realm. The fame and
0: the glory of that. Yeah. Like, and we're obsessed with it. Have you met a famous athlete besides big country?
2: Uh, Do you remember that? i on the spot here.
3: I met George LaRock. Nice. Yeah, I, I patted him on the shoulder and said, hey, you're George
2: Leroy. And then <laughs> and he said, yep. he was. <laughs> I met, I, I said hello to a Sedin twin in Ikea. It sounds like a lie, but it's not. <laughs> Which one? I didn't know at the time. Oh, <laughs> yeah. man, are you I didn't even know. a fan? I know, I feel bad about it. So that was my closest.
0: I thing. met Brian Trotche in an elevator mm-hmm. during one of the Oilers' cup runs against the Islanders. Yeah. I ran into Ethan Morrow at West Edmonton Mall. And Bill Guerin complimented how cute my twins were. Wow. When they were babies. Awesome.
2: That's a good place to take a little pause. I think (laughs) what a nice moment. I love famous athletes.
0: Now that I've been thinking about it and I've had some time, I, I feel like I'm starting to hate on sports. The injury thing is really bugging me. Um, Mostly in the contact sports, and I'm thinking of sports that I grew up watching and loving, but in hockey and in football, um, the head injuries that are happening in contact sports like MMA and boxing, and with the Mm. research that we have now and what we know about the brain and development and what even one solid hit to the head can do, like how are we even letting kids play football still or tackle by leading with their heads or get into boxing or any kind of martial
2: arts? That's a good question. I don't know. I, I, football freaks me out. Like I got to say, if my kid wanted to play football, I'd be pretty wary of it just because of those concussion issues that I don't think maybe they've been mitigated over time with better technology and, and different rules, but, but it's not gone. Right. But is there always an inherent risk to any sport you play? I mean, you can always fall and hit your head. Yeah.
3: Well, and when we're talking about professional athletes, like that's maybe part of why they get paid so well right like they're taking that risk every day like there's a chance that this could right. end so your like, career. so like i don't yeah. feel i mean for mm-hmm. when we're talking about kids I, I have maybe a different perspective than adults who are um putting their health on the line and and getting paid to do so but yeah with but how's my kid
0: going to make the nhl if i'm not willing to sacrifice him on the altar of let him take a few center ice hits injury. and midget?
1: yeah right yeah that's a Hit this is hockey
0: a hockey and peewee which and there are changes clearly like yeah. when my kids played hockey you could hit in peewee now you can't till bantam. Yeah. Football is changing in how you're allowed to tackle and even
3: at what ages they do that I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that maybe this is going on a tangent a little bit but like we do we are entertained by the violent parts of sports. Yeah. That's right? True. So like we are trying to make them safer and changing technology and changing rules but yeah. only to an extent. There's
0: like, a little bit of that, like Roman Coliseum. Oh, especially with MMA. Yeah, like UFC stuff. But even I, hockey,
2: like they're, they're and hockey, nobody we still wants like to fights. take fighting. What it, well, would, some what would happen it. if they said, "Hey, guys, no hitting next year. Hit no, hitting? no hitting. Just don't even take oh. a chance. Just don't hit." Yeah, that would probably completely would, change the game. Would, I think. Yep, and people It'd wouldn't want to watch it, and it's inherent to why we like it. There's some sort of perverse satisfaction in like waiting for a guy to get hit mm-hmm. hard. Boy, you watch like one of those old Kevin Stevens
0: highlight reels. Oh, I was just Scott thinking Stevens. about that, that was Scott, or Scott Stevens. Stevens I mean. That was yeah.
3: maybe going to be one of my uh, confessions mm-hmm. that oh, I, sorry. I just even still would love to watch, like like his a rock'em, sock'em, Yeah,
2: Matt Paul Korea hit in the playoffs. Oh, you the get, Eric Lindros. Like yeah. he, oh, man. he destroyed some yeah. guys. And that was yeah. like it was totally fine. No penalties. Totally clear. Yeah, you'd be suspended and celebrated. Now. Yeah, yeah so celebrated. maybe we are going the right direction because that those would be suspended now. Suspendable hits now, right?
3: But yeah, I guess the kids thing has still signed that like Yeah. So are we catching up
0: quick them. enough, you know, so that the kids that we know what it's doing to their head, are we protecting them enough that we can have high school football? Well,
2: that's know. Right. Same same sort of arguments when you talk about like steroids in sports. Part of the reason why you don't want them is so people aren't doping up when they're young, you know, like right. it just it's a slippery slope, right? That just bleeds into younger ages. Okay, so so maybe we have. Uh yeah, we're moving in the right
0: direction. Okay, so you've convinced me. Nice. That's
2: still yeah. a little weird one for me, though, guys. Like, I still feel weird about that one sometimes. Yeah, the violence, and yeah. you know, when
3: you catch yourself cheering for something that's so just violent.
2: Like
0: clearly, I shouldn't yeah. be cheering for that. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, then boxing is a little harder to explain because, like, you're not the only intent in a in a right. sport like that is to hurt the other person.
2: hit the head yeah
0: but i like it like i you know I, it's entertaining <laughs> and i paid mm-hmm. to watch mike watch, tyson
2: or yeah. lennox lewis or i watched youtube video and it was like basically it showed three or four sort of great boxers uh then and then now and and how they're and it's rough yeah I it's bet. rough you know some of them can't Just really speak properly anymore snores. or they're, yeah they're really really badly damaged from all yeah. those years and that's tough. Like, was it worth it? I mean, they're yeah, they're adults, they're grown men. They can they can decide. Yeah. Um, but it's just tough that that that's the that's the that's price, the cost. Yeah. Yeah, that's the cost. Well, guys, um, this is a fun topic. I think I've enjoyed talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. We could probably go another couple hours, but you know we have to go to school tomorrow, so um, maybe we'll just put a pin in sports for now. Let us know if you have any feedback on the topic. Um, yeah, I think I think we'll just get to our confessions real quick. We'll wrap up our night. Yeah, We'll talk again soon. So let's get some confessions. Confessions.
1: confessions.
0: Well, I had something in mind to confess to you, but now that we've been talking sports, it kind of changed what I wanted to, wanted to share. My wife sometimes bugs me about, like, if there's sports on, you'll watch it no matter what, and I push back on that and say, no, that's not true. But the other day I caught myself watching darts and i don't know if you've ever watched like professional
3: dart championships it's engaging (laughs) i i have not
0: i do not want to confess that i found it engaging but i was watching it and just the way the guy
3: 45 (laughs) 301
0: (laughs) 180 just stop this is bad man so are you a fan more of the guy with the mohawk or (laughs) do you know that guy
3: i haven't watched it in a while there's
0: cheerleaders there's oh my goodness. A thousand people in a bar drinking, and then this little dartboard up on the
2: stage. Are you watching bowling after that? Okay,
0: I used to watch it, but they okay. don't have it on <laughs> TV anymore. Oh, jeez, it's true. It's it's bad. That is like if it's on and nobody has the TV remote, I'll just watch whatever's on
2: sports. Man, I gotta right. stop. You're just embarrassing yourself. <laughs> uh, you gotta stop. It's terrible. I'd way
0: rather watch poker. Well. <laughs> the year that the NHL was on
2: lockout, that's where it started.
0: I started watching poker. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'd watch squash if it was on TV. See, that's as boring as poker. I don't think so. (laughs) Those guys were those cool goggles. My confession is also sports related. Um, I'll make it quick. Uh, I, I do, I, I feel pretty guilty about it even now. Um, but it was uh, Aero sports University. It wasn't really like a very high level, but you know how some people take it way too seriously. Way. Right? Like this is their chance to like show how tough they are. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, I'm just there to get some exercise because I'm eating ramen every day. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I was on a team and another guy was really being like, dirty like a lot of elbowing did i say basketball is what we're playing okay elbowing me like just not being a really good guy but and a big guy on my team a good friend of mine said like hey let me know if he's doing this to you like i'll stop him like it's i was you know i'm kind of scrawny i wasn't a very big guy he was pushing me around whatever and he kept playing really dirty and i was getting so frustrated with him right um but i didn't want to like start anything and so then later on in the game um he sort of stopped but i was still pretty mad so i was egging him on a little bit because i wanted him to like do something so I can get my buddy to help. Nice. So I sort of egged him on just to get <laughs> to call in <laughs> reinforcements, and uh, it worked. Like he, he I, I gave him a kind of a dug and elbow in. He pushed me pretty hard, kind of threw me down. My wow. buddy came over and it was a fist fight. What? Like it was they got they fought. Wow. In Whoa. the middle of the game, and um, my confession is my buddy got <laughs> kicked out of the league that year because of it. <laughs> it's basically my fault. I thought it was going to be like you felt yeah. like a kept woman and you. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's a you few layers to that <laughs> confession. It's like an onion, but uh not my proudest moment. <laughs> that uh, sucks for it that was, guy. there's only a couple of games left and no one took it that seriously. It was intramurals, but not my finest sporting hour. <laughs> <laughs> no.
3: Well, my confession goes way back um to when I was in I think I was in grade ten and I was riding on the school bus and there were some younger students who um always sat in the seat in front of me and I we would just talk and I was wasn't on the bus for a few days. I can't remember why, but they were asking me where I was and I said, "Oh, I was playing for the Oilers." <laughs> and I could I just kept going with it and I could tell they were they weren't really in the loop of how professional sports worked. So I just kept building this lie that nice. yeah, like I know I'm only like 16, but like they're letting me play a little bit and practice with them and <laughs> like watch the next game. You might see me, like they might call me up. <laughs> and I never ever told them that it wasn't a lie. Yeah. So, um I guess, like I don't remember exa- huh. who they are, but if you live on um, Woody Nook Road <laughs> and you remember like a high school student telling you that he played for the Oilers, it, that was probably me and it was not true and I'm sorry.
2: It'd be fun if one of them is, is actually an oiler now. Well, that'd be kind of funny they <laughs> yeah, made the team. Like, <laughs> yeah, if he can make it. Tyler yeah, on my bus really helped this stream come true. Okay, so you lied um, to some kids. That's That's lie. pretty bad too. Yeah, that's bad. Usually I feel good about getting things off my chest. I don't feel good tonight. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> <we> should <laughs> do another one. <laughs> no, I think I think it's enough for one night. Um, well, guys, that was great to, t- to chat again. Yeah. Um, don't know what we're going to talk about next time, but we'll uh, figure we, it out.
0: We would love yeah. some feedback if you have ideas. You could probably email us. Well, you
3: not probably you sure could at harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com. Right, and if you'd like to hear more, we were we think that we could talk more about sports, and we would like it. But if you would like that, let us know. Or if you would really not like that, also let us know, so that we don't do another episode. Exactly.
2: Yeah. You might not. You might not like the topic, and that's fine. Give us some other ideas for sure. Um, and also don't forget if you're listening on SoundCloud, we're you know you don't have to listen on that. You can go iTunes or any other place for podcasts too, which is pretty cool.
3: Yeah. All right, guys. That's good stuff.
2: Well, yeah.
3: I just, I guess I, I do have one more confession, and uh, it's that. Like I love Connor McDavid like so so much. Like the McJesus thing, like it's totally fine.
2: Like when you say love, like how many exclamation points would you put after that? (laughs)
3: Like
2: seven. Oh my goodness! (laughs) This is harmonious,
0: gentlemen.